if you can, uh, you probably some of you may already be there. Uh, we're, we'll be turning back to the eleventh uh, chapter of the book of Hebrews this morning, uh, and uh, take a look at some things that we find there. I have. Uh, I hope it has been a blessing to you. It has been a blessing to me uh, to think about the things that are written in the book of Hebrews. And uh, uh, as we started out, we went into this looking at uh, things from Romans on the uh, uh, on the atonement. Uh, but uh, after we had finished the things in uh, in Hebrews uh, that related to the atonement, uh, had had begun to see and look at some things that are, that are bigger picture of the thing of the, in the book of Hebrews because I believe. The Apostle Paul, who I believe wrote the letter, although it doesn't say that, uh, uh, was writing to these men to give them courage. In the latter part of the 10th chapter of this, uh, the book of Hebrews, uh, it tells us there uh, that they were beginning to be made fun of because of their conversion from uh, the Jews' religion to Christianity. And uh, many of them were beginning to have doubts and beginning to turn back uh, to the things that they had done before. Uh, he says in the uh, in this portion of the book that they they'd become a gazing stock and someone who was uh, paraded before others and made fun of, and uh, he says partly while she were made a gazing stock, uh, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while she become companions of them that were so used, for ye had compassion on me in my bonds in the verses thirty three of Hebrews ten and thirty four. For ye had compassion upon me and my bonds, and took uh, joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. I think this is maybe one of the key verses of this portion of Scripture. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, by, by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Several, several key things to note in this portion of Scripture before we dive back into the 11th chapter where we were last Sunday. Uh, first of all, he says, don't lose your confidence in God. And remember to have patience. I think patience is the uh, that he's talking about here is the perfect uh, lead-in for the things that we find in the eleventh chapter of the book of Hebrews. Because as we mentioned last Sunday, all of those men had promises from God, but they didn't get the promise the next day. Sometimes it wasn't the next month, or the next year, or the next year, or the next year. But some of them waited for years and years, and, and the Bible records for us there. Many of them died not having received the ultimate promise of God. Uh, for some, that was to enter back into Canaan's land. And uh, secondly, to see the coming of the son, his son, Jesus Christ. They all died having not received that promise. But it didn't mean the promise of God wasn't true. Uh, because God is a, is a God whose word is yea and amen. And so he fulfills his word, whether we ever see it in our lifetime or not. And I think that's one of the, the things that the Apostle Paul is laying out as courage for these men who had, uh, who had made their conversion to Christianity uh, and begun to follow after him, but then... Things got hard. Things got tough. They're living in the Roman Empire uh, where, where Christians are being persecuted. There are also Jews who were uh, being castigated by their own families because of their conversion to Christianity. And here, the, here he is 
Don't lose confidence in God. Be patient. Remember, just keep serving God. And that's what this book of Hebrews has been all about as he's pointed them and said, Christ is better than the prophets. Christ is better than angels. Christ is better than all the old things that you find back in the Old Testament. Uh, and remember, children of Israel, uh, remember how the children of Israel died in the wilderness because of their unbelief. Don't you fall back into the same error that they fell into. And when I look at this message today, I think of us. While this was a message to the Hebrews of that day, this is a message to me and you today. Uh, because as we, fi- as we look in the world around about us and we see Christians being persecuted on every hand. We see the, the principles, morals and character of people who try to be Christians being uh, made gazing stocks, being paraded before to be made fun of, uh, made fun of on TV, made fun of by politicians, made fun of by everyone. Uh, even today, uh, in the, the day and time that, they, that the, the Bible was written and talked about, uh, the killing of a little child would have been thought to have been a terrible thing. Uh, much less someone that was in the womb. But today, uh, uh, if you advocate and stand for that, people are making fun of you. Uh, so uh, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. And so we're living in that day and we're living in a time where the challenge to me and you is not to, is like the challenge to the Jews. Don't fall back into your old habits. Don't fall back into the ways of the world. Uh, follow after God's word because God's word is true even if you don't see it in its totality fulfilled in your lifetime, it's nevertheless uh, the true word of God. So the just shall live by faith. Uh, And he says, you know what? Uh, uh, And I pointed this out last week because we think about so many times the things that are taught uh, even even in the uh, Christian pulpits today. Uh, he, he does not say here at the end of verse 38, now the just shall live by faith, uh, but if any man draw back, obviously he wasn't a child of God to start with. Uh, no, uh, he says, uh, if a man draw back, I shall have no pleasure in him. Uh, so, uh, you know, for us, when once uh, we've seen the light of the things of the Word of God, if sometimes we lose faith, boy, I tell you what, I'm going to... Uh, maybe that's another reason the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews was written was not only for us to see that many times they waited years and years and years, but when we do a character study on those men that are laid out there, those that we, that he, as I have even referred to over the years, these great men and women of faith were people just like you and just like me that had faults, they had failings, they had troubles. Uh, But you know what? They continued to march on in service to God. And I think there's a a double, triple message in there that, uh, uh, one, uh, these men and women are laid out as being children of God, people of faith, but they weren't perfect. And me and you aren't perfect. And you know what? You can be a child of God, a child of faith, a person uh, uh, that's going to live in heaven's great home one of these days. Uh, But you know what? Perfection in this old world outside of Jesus Christ is not going to happen for you and me. Uh, uh, That's the reason we look and live by uh, faith and and are thankful for the grace and mercy of God uh, that God himself saw fit to bestow upon us in our lives. So anyway, he says, for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. The just shall live by faith. So we go into the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Again, I will not go through back all those things that I talked about last uh, last Sunday, uh, but just quickly say there are people that are laid out there. Abel uh, is laid out as a, as a man of faith because Abel uh, was able to offer 
Abel was Abel. Uh, Abel uh, offered a better sacrifice uh, uh, by faith than what Cain did, uh, uh, evidencing that he was a child of God. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us back in Genesis uh, uh, that God had not respect for Cain nor his sacrifice. So uh, God didn't have any respect for Cain. Why? Because Cain didn't do things by faith. Uh, why? Because he didn't have faith. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us in the New Testament, Cain was of that wicked one. And, and so he says, uh, so as we look at these people, you have a man, uh, uh, Abel, that, uh, that uh, saw the great salvation of God, the deliverance of God. We see uh, Noah, uh, who, uh, who took a hundred years to build a boat. Yeah, and I love some of the pictures I've seen posted on uh, uh, on Facebook. The people that have been up there and seen the uh, seen the ark that's up there in northern Kentucky. Thing's huge. <laughs> and and can you imagine Noah and his sons? You know, neither hammer nor nail, so they used wood pegs and all that kind. Of, I mean, you know, they put the thing together, but it took a hundred years. And you talking about persecution? Uh, hey Noah, what you doing that for? Uh, well, it's going to come a flood. <laughs> What's a flood? Well, it's going to rain. Rain? What's rain? Uh, well, Noah by faith believed God and set out to build a boat. I'll tell you, uh, there's, a, there's examples in the, in the book. Uh, they're all through this 11th chapter. Uh, but here, here, are pe- here are people that are saying, God said do it. I'm going to do it uh, regardless of the afflictions of the world, the, the things that people may say. And it may take 100 years. But if it takes 100 years, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, we look at Enoch, uh, who was laid out as a man who walked with God and was not because he was translated. Uh, the Bible says uh, that after he had uh, the child Methuselah, he walked with God 300 years. 300 years before he was translated. Uh, you know, it was, sometimes we walk with God a day or two and we say, God, where's my blessings at? <laughs> I've been doing good. I went to church on Sunday. I prayed yesterday. <laughs> uh, God, where is all? Where is all? These people fell, followed after God for 300 years. Now, you know, there's not a lot recorded about Enoch. I've got a feeling old Enoch had some faults and failings just like me and you. And I got a feeling just like Abraham, there was times when Enoch didn't do quite quite as good as he did on other days. Uh, but you know what? He still believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness on his account. So he goes on and tells us that by faith Abraham, when he's called to go out to a place, verse 8, uh, which he should after receive for inheritance, he obeyed and went. Uh, the Bible records that Abraham left all of his family, left his uh, his uh, relatives, uh, left uh, Ur of the Chaldees or the Chaldeans uh, area, which is modern-day Iraq uh, in the uh, Tigris-Euphrates Valley. Uh, Abraham left that area, journeyed over to a land that he had never seen before because God said, I'm uh, get up and go, and I'm going to give that land to you. Uh, and so Abraham went, uh, and it says, he, he by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, uh, as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. I don't have to tell you, as we go back, as we think back over the last year, for those of you that were with us on Wednesday nights and looked through, as we studied through the book of Genesis, as Brother Adam led us through those things, Abraham and Sarah, there were times when they doubted along the way. 
Uh, but here the Bible records she believed God. Uh, you know, and, and so did it mean that there wasn't a time where she laughed? Yes, she laughed. Uh, God, God told Abraham, she overheard God telling Abraham, uh, Sarah's going to have a child. She would, <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Uh, I know I'm past age for having children. And, and so, uh, she thought, she thought that was funny. And, uh, uh, during that time, God heard her too. <laughs> uh, you know what, you know what the word Isaac means? Laughter. They named him Laughter. Uh, why? Because uh, I think it was a reminder to Sarah, uh, don't be laughing at God. See this little child here? Uh, evidence of, uh, that God can perform and will perform and does perform what he says he's going to do. And so therefore there sprang even of one, him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as sand which is by the seashore innumerable. The people, uh, even I think naturally speaking, uh, it would be uh, almost impossible to count uh, how many natural children came forth when we look at uh, Abraham because blessings were given both through Isaac and and also through the the child of the handmaid uh, uh, that he had at that time, uh, uh, and uh, twelve twelve kings would go that would go out of that child. Uh, also, we find then Isaac and Jacob, uh, twelve uh, twelve uh, children that come forth there, and all of those have children and so forth, innumerable uh, for all practical purposes. You'd say, how in the world could you number? You can't. Uh, and he also, when we think about Abraham being, of course, a child of faith. Uh, we find uh, that those who are also uh, have faith uh, like Abraham also innumerable, as the stars of the sky told over in the uh, the book of Revelation. So he says, verse 13, I think this is where we finished up last week. He said, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So we look at the uh, we look at the things that are laid out here. Now Abraham died. God had promised him a country. God had promised to give him the land wherever the sole of his foot tread. He said, "I'll give this land to you." Abraham died, not ever, ever, ever having received the promise. He, uh, the same promise was given to Isaac, who was also given to Jacob. Uh, the Jacob, this land that you're dwelling in is going to be yours and your children's after you. Him and his children all died not having received the promise. And we know they go down into Egypt, stay over 400 years, come back out. God gives them, gives them the land. God fulfilled the promise, but these men and women died never seen the fulfillment of it, but it did not mean that God's word was not true. And, and I think today in the world that we're living in, uh, you know, I think as we think about the, our, our faithfulness, our need for, to faithfully follow after God and how God has said that he would bless us if we, if we follow him, if we keep his commandments, if we abide, uh, keep his commandments, we will abide in his love. We will live in his love here in this life. Uh, do you, today, when we, when, when the, as the old saying, where the rubber meets the road, uh, you get the idea that, do you 
believe that if you keep his commandments, you will abide in his love? Well, Brother Charles, you know, I, sometimes I don't know that I feel like I'm, I'm abiding in the love of God. And, and I've tried my best to keep the... You see all the excuses we make uh, and all the, re, you know, all the human reasoning we have? Because sometimes we don't feel blessed every day. Like we're riding on the mountaintop every day. Uh, somehow we think, uh, well, I'm just not sure about these things that are said here in the Word of God. I'm just being... Uh, uh, am I being honest? Uh, is this not how you feel from time to time? Is it sometimes you're down in the valley and you're thinking, where is God gone? And where are the blessings that, uh, that I, I stand in need of? But these Old Testament brethren went through the same valleys. Uh, they went through the same troubles. Uh, they went through the same trials. Uh, Abraham and Sarah, God promised Abraham a child and it was 25 years. Uh, and him and Sarah were past the time and beginning to doubt if it would ever happen in their life. And God showed them his power uh, that he was able to take death uh, or a dead body and make life out of it. I'll tell you, there's a picture of our resurrection, uh, uh, not only a a resurrection of the bodies, uh, but there's a picture of the new birth in that, uh, that God is able to take that which is dead and trespasses and sins and put a new life in there without the ability of men or the power of men to help him or aid him. Uh, I'll tell you, it was of God that a 90-year-old woman had a child uh, and that uh, that a man that was 100 had a child. It was of the power of God. And it says, These all died in faith, having not received the promises, but having seen them afar off. You know, we each generation, I think today, you know, as we, as we talk about the, the troubles that are in this world, each generation we live in today, we say, you know, I believe God could come back at any time. We go back to our parents' generation. World War II was occurring. World War, people are saying, you know what? Wars and rumors of wars. And boy, world wars. Wars all over the world. Christ surely is coming back sometime soon. And I'll tell you how the old adversary works. We look at all these things and we say, uh, uh, the turn of the century comes. Uh, uh, whether you're talking 1900 or 2000, and people said, well, uh, Christ is going to come back again. Because, boy, I tell you, we've been here about 6,000 years. and uh, uh, A thousand years with the Lord is, is a day. and So it's been 6,000 years somewhere in this. You see all the, you know, I'm just saying things that we've all heard, right? Uh, things that we all think. In a land that we're living in today, we look at the wickedness that's going on in our country. We look at the wickedness that's going on around the world and we say, surely Christ is going to come any day. And all I can tell you is He will come. He will come. And we're to live each year, each day in hope that He does come in our lifetime. But if He doesn't come in our lifetime, it does not diminish the promise of God that He will come. And because these people all died, they had seen a country afar off. I'll tell you, there's times in my life where uh, I might not be like the Apostle Paul. I might not have been lifted up to the third heaven to see things and hear things uh, uh, that are unspeakable to relate. Uh, But sometimes I get a glimpse of it a little bit as I look through the Word of God and I've seen a country afar off, my friends, uh, uh, that give, and I know one of these days there's a city and a place where we, you, we're going to be together with Christ Almighty, with God Almighty, uh, together where there won't be any wars, there won't be any cancers, and there won't be any troubles. Uh, I've seen it afar off and, and I know it's true. Uh, by an eye of faith I live, the just shall live by faith. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. 
And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. Boy, do you hear that word? If they had been mindful, if, if where their mind had been, if Abraham's mind had just been on the country he came out of, he might have had opportunity to return. I'll tell you, sometimes our mind is on the country that we came from. Our, our mind is on the country that we live in. Uh, our mind is on home sweet home, good old America, USA, uh, uh, Alabama, whatever else you know you want to say. Uh, our mind is here. And many times I'm afraid we return there instead of keeping our minds set on the things that lie beyond. Abraham, it says, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to call, be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith, verse 17 of Hebrews 11, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, that he... And the, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. <clears throat> Maybe I need to read the rest of this <laughs> before I just stop there. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he had received him in figure. Oh, you think about, think about that for a minute. God had promised Abraham and Sarah a child. They waited 25 years. They're both... So let's, let's just... Uh, I, I tell this. Samuel's sitting here. Uh, he's telling me the other day. Uh, I, I get down, you know, when we, get, when we got Catherine at the house sometimes. Catherine, by the way, if you haven't observed this, uh, I'll just tell you, Catherine is a little ballerina. Uh, she, do, she does her floor routine on, on the floor. She puts her legs up and she does all kinds of... And she spins around and around and around. And, you know, she's got these poses and all these things she does. Well, it's all, I'm sitting down in the floor at the house the other day, you know, and I'm putting my leg out, you know, and I'm doing this. And, uh, uh, and, we're, and we're playing there together. And she's laughing and I'm having fun and all this stuff. And uh, <clears throat> Samuel looks at me and says, Pop, said, you didn't touch your toes like Catherine did, says... You're too old. <laughs> to which I promptly stuck my leg out and touched my toes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and so sometimes when we look at this, we say, you know, you're too old. You can't do anything anymore. I'll tell you, there's when God is blessing, when God is blessing, this is a reminder for me, see, too. As I, begin, as I begin to age and get older, you say, well, what can I do in the kingdom of God anymore? I'll tell you, if God blesses, if God blesses, uh, you can have a child, my friends, uh, if God blesses. Uh, when you're too old to have one, that's what you can do. Uh, and by faith, uh, Abraham and Sarah, after waiting 25 years, y'all have heard me say that over and over again. But I think that's, you know, think about where your faith would be. You'd read God had said it, but 25 years had passed by. You, fought, you left your home and your family. You went to a country you'd never seen. 
uh, because God said get up and go. And you got up and you went. And God had said you'd have a child. And he told you <coughs> in this child all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. <coughs> now, he's brought the child. Wow. Amazing, right? You're rejoicing. We have a child. Now God says, I want you to take your son, your only son, and I want you to take him up to Mount Moriah and I want you to offer him as a sacrifice to me. Oh, Lord. You promised me a child. And you promised me that in that child all the nations of the earth were going to be blessed. Ah, oh, but the, by an eye of faith, the light came on for Abraham. God, He reasoned and began to think, God took my old dead body and Sarah's old dead body and he enabled us to have a child when it should have been impossible. God can make life from death. <laughs> and God told me that in my son, the, all the nations of the earth were going to be blessed. If I offer him there, God will raise him up again. And he says he received Christ in a figure there that day. He saw Christ afar off, the one that's able to take death and make life out of it. He saw him there, and he says, Of whom it said, Isaac shall all thy seed be called. And according to accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence he also received him as a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. You know, sometimes we forget that. Uh, I'm talking about me too. Uh, you know, by, by faith, Isaac blessed both Jacob and Esau. You say, well, uh, Jacob is, uh, in Jacob shall thy seed be called. But you know what? He laid his hands on both of them. He, he laid uh, his hands on Jacob because Jacob was the favored son, uh, even though uh, uh, there might have been a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes work by Sarah and Jacob uh, uh, to, get the, to get the blessing laid on him. But he also told Esau, he said, Esau, and you are many kings shall come forth from you. And told him that he would be a, you're going to be a rough man. You're going to hunt. You're going to be a, a hunter out there and a gatherer. But God's going to raise up kings to come from you. He received a blessing from Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. You know, uh, we mentioned this uh, as we were going through the book of Genesis. Uh, but again, how many times do we see not the eldest blessed? But the youngest blessed. Uh, Joseph, in his old age, took his hands, uh, uh, brought, brought his two sons uh, uh, before, uh, before Jacob. Uh, and uh, as those two sons were there, he made sure he put... Uh, uh, oh, goodness, I'll have to go back and look at it right now. Uh, starts with M. But anyway, uh, told, brought him before and put him on the right hand so his right hand would be in front of Jacob's. And he also brought Ephraim and put him on this hand. Jacob did just like... Isaac before had done, crossed his hands over and blessed the two sons of, uh, and blessed Ephraim, the youngest, over the, over the eldest. So he says, uh, by faith, uh, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning on the, on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. When Joseph was dying in his old age, you go over to the 50th chapter of the book of, uh, he says, when you return, when you return to the land that was promised to the fathers, when you return, take my bones with you. Don't leave my bones down here in this old, in this old country. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid. Uh, 
was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and were not afraid of the king's command. You know, uh, if we look back over there, we've been starting through the book of Exodus now on Wednesday nights. And we look and they said they saw that he was a blessed child of God and they didn't fear the Pharaoh, the king, and they hid him away. Not afraid of what he can do, <clears throat> do to them as much as they was afraid that if they uh, harm that child, what God would do to them. <clears throat> by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months by his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be the son, called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. We go back and we read over there how Moses began to stand up for the children of Israel. Uh, even though he was raised up in the household, uh, uh, he saw it. Now, he got in a little bit of trouble trying to stand up for them. Uh, he killed that Egyptian down there and then two of his uh, uh, brethren Hebrews saw it and said, what are you going to do? do? Treat us like you treated him and kill us too? Uh, and because and Moses became afraid and, and uh, fled to the wilderness uh, where he was at for 40 years. Uh, but he says, by faith Moses when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ. You notice how suddenly the writer brings in Christ, uh, that this man would have rather been reproached. Uh, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He had more respect for the rewards of being a child of God the reward that comes from being a child of God. He had more respect for the recompense of the reward, the recompense of being the reward that comes by doing things. Uh, he said he had more respect for this, uh, this reward of being a follower uh, and being with the children of Israel than he did uh, than the treasures of Egypt. I'll tell you today, just like, just like Satan tempted uh, Christ there in his day, uh, on the mountaintop after the 40 days of, uh, of fasting. Uh, he tempted him and says, See all these kingdoms? I'll give, you, I'll give all of them to you like they were all his. Uh, but anyway, he says, I'll give them all to you if you'll just kneel down at, at my feet. Uh, and now we see a, a man by the name of Moses who was here. Uh, and he could have had all the treasures of Egypt. All he had to do was just act like an Egyptian. But he had a heart in him that wouldn't let him act like an Egyptian. And he stood up for the poor and the oppressed and the slaves that were down there in Egypt. He stood up for his brethren, the Jews that were being afflicted and beaten and so forth. And he stood up for them. And he'd rather do that than to have all the treasures that were there. Today, I'm afraid, we, we if we're not careful... We fall into seeking the treasures than wonder, we're more worried about having the treasures of life than we are about. I wonder if this offends God somewhere along the way. Uh, so he tells us, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Abraham, uh, Moses endured. You know, sometimes in this life, uh, just getting through a trial, you say, he endured. 
What did he endure? Well, one thing he endured was 40 years on the backside of the wilderness, uh, being separated from his family, uh, fleeing from, from, uh, from Egypt and from the Pharaoh and from those trials, being on the backside. But, you know, we've talked about it here on Wednesday night, and I agree with Brother Adam. I believe uh, back there on the backside of the desert, he found a lot of peace, and he found a lot of comfort, and I believe he found some things of, of God. And God came to him there in that burning bush and spoke to him. Now... He wasn't quite as bold, ready to go back as he was uh, when he was down there fighting against them. But anyway, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. So when he went back, he went back standing up and he says, uh, let my people go. And you know what they did? They made it, we studied this on a couple of Wednesday nights ago. Uh, you know, the, uh, he tried to put uh, Moses in a bad spot. The Pharaoh did. He, he put old Moses in a spot. He says, oh, you want me to let him go, huh? I'm going to double down. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, oh, y'all don't just have to make bricks and we'll get bring the straw to you. You got to go out and grab the straw and you still got to make the same number of bricks that I required from you before. He doubled down on And then he looked at him and says, y'all don't like it? Complain to Moses. Moses is the cause of all this. Moses is, and, and Moses says, God, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, I'm down, I did what you said. And, and in the background, God's saying, you know, Moses, I told you that he probably wouldn't let him go uh, until he saw my affliction come into his life. Uh, so, you know, sometimes we get so impatient. We have a little trouble, a little trial, a little problem. Moses endured, seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch him, touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry... Have you, can you imagine? Let's just think about this for a minute. Uh, by faith, you know, not only did... Uh, first of all, he said, put the blood on the doorpost and on the lentils. I'll pass over you, but I'll bring death to the firstborn of all those that don't have the blood applied. We know there's a great spiritual picture uh, shown in that blood being applied to their house. Uh, and the New Testament tells it, it's a, the blood of Christ is applied to our hearts. The doorpost and the lentils of our soul is how Christ has applied the blood to us. And he passes over us because he sees the blood of Christ upon us. Uh, so we know there's a great spiritual picture there. But can you imagine the children of Israel? I mean, let's, you know, I, I, sometimes we just have to stop thinking. Okay, okay, everybody, I want you to just put the blood, I want you to take the lamb, and I want you to put the blood on the side post and over the lintel, and God will pass by. Okay. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? Sometimes we look at it and say, by men's thinking, it's foolish. Moses, uh, the, the armies of, of the Pharaoh and Egypt are bearing down upon you. Uh, what I want you to do is stand still and stay the salvation of God. <laughs> okay, Lord, uh, well, we'll stand here and, uh, and then I want you to take your staff and I want you to wave it over the water. Okay. Boom. The waters go back. <clears throat> okay, I want you to go down into the... The walls of water are standing there and you want me to go in there? Okay, you see what I'm saying? Begin to think of it like many of them maybe had to, by faith. 
By faith they kept the Passover. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by, as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, drowned. <laughs> God gave special blessing to the children of Israel. He held the water back while they were there, and when the last one got through, the water closed up, and the Egyptian army was destroyed by the same water. By faith they passed through the Red Sea. By faith... The walls of Jericho fell down. Have you read that lately? Joshua, after the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, uh, they enter, they cross the Jordan River, but before they cross the Jordan River, they send the two spies in. Well, they, the spies ended up in the house of Rahab, the harlot. Uh, they're over there in Rahab's house, and Rahab says, I know God's given you people the land. And said, if you'll just protect me and my family and see that we don't die. I'll, I'll hide you here from those that are seeking your life. And she hit them, and they told her exactly what to do. Take that scarlet thread, hang it out the window, and, uh, and, and it'll protect you. Now, God gives instructions to the children of Israel. After they've come across, again, God once again shows me as power. Uh, uh, you know, parting the Jordan River, having seen the Jordan River, uh, you know, it might not seem quite as spectacular as the parting of the Red Sea, uh, but, you know, nevertheless, the stream opened up. Okay, And the children of God went through while the stream wasn't running, uh, backed up so that they could walk through. Uh, and they come through on the other side, and God tells uh, Joshua, Okay, Joshua, I got the battle plan for you now. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go, and every day for six days, I want the children of Israel one time for six days to walk around the walls of Jericho. And on the seventh day, I want you to walk around it seven times, and I want you to blow the trumpets and, uh, and, uh, or the ram's horns that they had, you know, the, blow the ram, and, and the walls will fall down. Okay, Lord. I mean, you begin to see what I'm saying? Trusting God and trusting God's word looks crazy to the natural mind. It looks crazy. It looks uh, uh, senseless to the na the way natural minds think. Uh, uh, by the way, on that seventh day, they blew seven uh, seven horns. You know where the next time it is, you find seven trumpets blowing. Revelation, uh, when God's going to give us the victory. Uh, God gave them the victory there that day. They blew the seven horns. You know what? They blew the seven uh, uh, seven horns there that day. And it's, but it said, I think this is interesting. It says, when you hear the trumpet of God, shout and then ascend. Ascend up the wa ascend up the walls. I tell you, the words laid back over there give a pretty picture of one of these days going to hear a trumpet shout, sound, and then we're going to shout, my friends. But it's going to come after the seven trumpet sound. Uh, and so he tells us uh, here by faith uh, the walls of Jericho fell down. You know why the walls of Jericho fell down? Because they did exactly what God said for them to do. By faith they believed Him. Uh, they walked around once a day. Didn't say a word. They were to be quiet and do exactly what God said to do. The seventh day they walked around and when they blew the horns and the trumpet of God sounded, they shouted out and the walls fell down. You know, it's amazing to go back and look at these things. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she received the spies with peace. What more shall, what, what shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon. You remember Gideon? Gideon uh, uh, prayed, God, uh, if you're with me, 
then let the fleece be dry and the ground be wet. Uh, so the fleece was dry and the ground was wet. So, so the next day he said, well, uh, God, uh, you know, I, making the ground wet's really not that big a deal. Uh, God, what I really want you to do is make the fleece wet and the ground dry. So God made the fleece wet and the ground dry. He said, okay, I guess we're going to battle. <clears throat> but he had too many men. So God had him take 30,000 and take them down and take them down until he factly got to 300 facing thousands. And God says, now, you're just right. Just right for the battle. And you know what he gave them? He gave them the great weapons of war. He gave them a candle. And he gave them a clay pot. And he says, I want you to take the candle and I want you to put it in the clay pot. <clears throat> Okay, Lord, and I want you to go up on, and I want you to surround the camp of the other army with a candle and a clay pot. And when the time comes, break, break the pot, let the light shine. And the armies of the Assyrians went into disarray and killed themselves. That's how, that's how God works. And I'll tell you, when you break these old clay pots down and let the light shine, God can give you the victory too. But time would fail to tell of Gideon, of, Be uh, of Barak. I, I looked at the pronunciation, Barak. Uh, how many of y'all know about old brother Barak? Y'all studied about it? Go back to the book of Judges sometimes. You'll study about old brother Barak. He was with Deborah, the, prophet, uh, the judge. Deborah was judging Israel in those days. The, peop the, uh, the people had been, another one of the uh, uh, kingdoms over there had began to take up arms and fight against them. And she called Barak, says, come, uh, I want you to pursue after Japheth over there and I want you to follow him down. Uh, and he says, I'll go if you go with me. That's the one where after they, uh, they and the other army came at them with 900 chariots of iron. Barak had 10,000 soldiers. And he made the soldiers, the soldiers made the men so scared on the chariots, they fled their chariots. And the king fled off of his chariot and he fed, fled down to another place because he was friends with those people down there. And the lady says, Oh, yeah, come on in. I'll, I'll watch after you. <clears throat> and when he had, he'd gotten so tired from being in sleep, she took a, a nail from the tent and drove it through his head. And Barak had followed faithfully after the things of God. You say, oh, Brother Charles, that's terrible to tell stories like that. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's the way God worked. That's why God led and defeated the enemies. He says, uh, uh, Barak and of Samson, uh, of Jephthah. Jephthah's another one you ought to go read, uh, read about. The Bible says that Jephthah was the son of Gilead by a harlot. You ever begin to notice God just seems to be able to use broken people all over the place. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's David. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's Samson. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's uh, Abraham and his faults and weaknesses from time to time, or Jacob, uh, or Sarah, or Rahab the harlot who protected the spies, uh, or Jephthah who was born of a harlot. Uh, and it says uh, Gilead's wife and her children, when those children were grown, told the son Jephthah, Get out of here. You're not, you're not even needed in this part of it. Your inheritance is not here. You shouldn't even be among us because you're the child of the harlot. 
Came all, there's several things that are interesting in all that. One, he was in Gilead's household, uh, uh, even though uh, he was the child of the harlot and uh, the wife who had had the children, uh, and the other children were there, was obviously raised him up. But when those children got grown up, they said, get out of here. You're not worthy to be in us. Then the Ammonites attacked and the elders of Gilead came back and said, uh, you know what we need? And, oh, uh, well, after Jephthah left home, it says he went to Tob, T-O-B. And he hung out. He came, became friends with many vain people. <clears throat> but when the time came and they needed help and the children of Gilead didn't know what to do, they said, you know what we need? We need a guy like old Jephthah. That's who we need. We need to go get him and bring him back. Uh, and Jephthah says, if I do this for you, Will you not only make me king, captain of your troops, but will you make me king of your of your land? He said. They said yes. He said, "God, if, if the Lord be with me, I'll go. I'll go with you." Now, this was a man that they'd kicked out, the child of the harlot, and he said, "The way I'll do this is if the Lord goes with me and gives me the victory." And he made a promise to God. He said, "God, if you go with me and give me the victory." The very first thing that comes out of the doorpost of my house after I win the battle, I'll commit, I'll, I'll give to you, I'll make a burnt offering to you. God gives him the victory. He goes home to his house. The first thing that comes out through the doorpost of his house is his only child, his daughter. And he told his daughter, he said, I made a promise to God. She said, Father, whatever you've promised to God, you fulfill. She said, I just have one request. Having never known a man, she said, I would like two months to go up into the mountains with my friends. And there I will bewail or moan and cry over the fact that I've never been able to be with a man. And she came back after two months. Jephthah fulfilled his promise to God, made, an, made her an offering and, and the Bible records that to this day, the women of Israel used to take four days a year and, and praise the virginity of that young lady who was such a good woman who did what her father asked her to do and what a great woman she was in their sight. Time would fail. Talk about all these great people of God, of David also and Samuel and the prophets. And because of the time, I'll stop who through faith subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness and obtained prophets stopped the mouth of lions. These men were great men of God, but they had their faults. So I, I want to encourage you today. Today, this weekend, is a weekend of thanksgiving where we're thankful to God for all the blessings of life. We're thankful for our family, for our spouses, for our children. We're thankful for God Almighty. Uh, that's blessed us and loved us and blessed us to know of his love for us and his salvation that we have. And we have so many things to be thankful for. And as those pilgrims of years ago, who I believe were recreating in some sense the fall feast of the children of Israel, where they thanked God for the blessings of the harvest of that time, uh, I'll tell you, they were recreating those things in that day. We have many, many things to be thankful for. And I want to say, you know what? While we're thankful, and you're saying, but Brother Charles, I have so many things, so many faults and failings. The great men and women of the Bible did too. And by faith, God blessed them. And just remember, through patience 
and endurance and seeing living out and seeing and saying, you know what, I may never see the exact blessing myself in my life, but if I raise my children up right and they get to see the blessing, or maybe their children's children get to see the blessing, then I will have done what God called upon me to do. May God bless you.